what's up this is Shay back with another episode this is episode five if you guys are tuning in to listen just want to say thank you for your love and support I really do appreciate it you guys um it's really cool being able to embark a journey with strangers that want to hear me rant um because sometimes I can really lose focus so I just want to say thank you guys for supporting me in this journey of my podcast. So in today's podcast, guys, I thought we would talk about um, depression and anxiety. Um, I was just listening to this podcast that I normally listen to on a regular basis, and it's called Science Versus. So it's science versus any topic that they're going to be talking about that day. Um, so it kind I wanted to talk about this on my podcast because I was listening to science versus um, comfort, like science versus pets. So basically, um, pets that help with um, anxiety and depression, I guess that that's growing um, to be really popular in this day and age. So I kind of wanted to just talk about depression and anxiety in general because, like I said, in um, previous podcasts and episodes sorry previous episodes on my podcast I suffer from depression and and anxiety Um, I used to suffer from addiction I've actually built a lot of resilience towards things like that Um, like marijuana alcohol being around people that was one of my biggest addictions like I could not be by myself um Let's see, what other things that I kind of suffer from? Eating was a big one, um, definitely a big one. I still struggle when it comes to eating because, um, you know, eating is comforting. Like, sometimes you just need that comfort of eating your favorite meal, like mac and cheese. And that's what I used to do. So I have built a lot of resilience on that. Um... But yeah, I just want to kind of dive in and touch like some bases and I want to just like kind of put some questions out there. Um, You guys can respond to the questions that I put out here, out there on my podcast, but just some questions like how you guys manage depression, how you guys manage your addictions and anxiety, things like that. Um. But I'm just going to give you like a background story on how um, like what triggers me or what kind of causes me to have like an outbreak, I would say, um, when it comes to anxiety and depression. So let's just dive right in. So I have not always been suffering from depression or anxiety. I recently just, well, I wouldn't, let me take that back. I wouldn't necessarily say that I haven't always suffered because I don't feel like you kind of just adapt to certain things, especially when it's things like like mental illnesses, like these two types. I would say it was more a suppressed thing that I learned to do when I was younger. 
So when, because when you're younger, life's a lot easier. Like you have your parents, you have your family, you have all these friends that you really don't have to like get to know them really. Because you're just too, you're just at such a young, innocent age that like these things don't really bother you or trigger anxiety and depression. So I would say when I started turning about 23, 24 is when like I started noticing that I was getting, uh, I had depression. Um, I did have early signs of depression and um, I'm not gonna say anxiety because that developed like a lot later. But I can say that I started doing, I started, there was like a lot of signs that was pointing to me being, um, me having depression. And I really didn't know, like, I really didn't know that they were signs. And I don't think a lot of, like, my close friends or family members really knew they were signs. Because I've been doing it for so long that I think that they just thought it was, like, a thing that I did. Like, oh, like, she just likes to do that. That's just her thing. And we all have our things. And that's okay to have your things. But it's super important that we can know the difference from signs and things because you you guys like if you can notice like the difference between those then you could help somebody that's going through um depression and they're just suppressing it because it's very important but um anyways I so I used to smoke a lot of marijuana aka weed I think it's so weird saying marijuana but since we're on a podcast I want to say like the literal term um I've been doing that since I was probably about mom if you're listening to this I would say probably around 16 um at 16 it wasn't as severe as it got over the years I can definitely say that because um, for one, I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado. So I don't know if anybody knows, but right now we're one of the states that has weed that's um, legalization of weed. So when I was 16, that definitely wasn't a thing. But um, it, so I kind of like only did it at school because like I, like I started getting, I started hanging out with like some people you know, that that would do it because like their brother sold it or their dad sold it. And so like, it was always kind of like a pl- like supply to me. So I started doing that when I was about 16 and it wasn't a lot. It was probably really, really rarely. Like if I would just hang out with a person that had it, you know, I really didn't sneak it in my house or sneak around at around my house to do it I kind of just did it at school not saying that this is a good thing but this I'm just explaining like the early signs of depression um I wouldn't say that I had like a really difficult life I would say that it was um not really lonely but my mom and dad separated when my like younger sister was three. I'm the oldest out of um, three siblings of mine. My younger sister was, or one, my middle sister was 
about three. And so my mom had to take the extra load of working hard to provide for her two girls now. So my mom wasn't really there as much as I would like her to be and as much as a lot of moms are in like children's life nowadays. So it so she she didn't always like I knew that I can get away with certain stuff because my mom was always so busy. And I'm a very rebellious person. Like I am super rebellious, guys. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Um but because of my rebellious personality, I started to smoke weed at a young age. And I, 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 so as I got older, guys, dealing with my depression and anxiety, I've realized like the kind of person I am, the kind of toxic traits that I have. And one of my toxic traits is attention. I have um, a real big craving when it comes to attention. Like, I have to have attention 24-7 all the time. <laughs> like, I just do. I don't know what it is. And like, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, now that I have a lot more information and now that I've been working on myself a lot, but I do have an attention problem. And when I say attention problem, I mean, guys, it's kind of severe to the point where I literally can get attention from either side of the spectrum. So if you're being negative towards me, I'll take it. Like, as long as you're giving me attention, I don't care how negative you're being. I'm like feeding my ego right there with the t um, when it comes to attention. And then, of course, you know, positive attention that's my favorite, but I'll still take positive attention. So I kind of think that my re rebellion, because I've like had like an attention seeking issue within my life, I think that um, that's kind of where my rebellious side came out or came into play. And I have, I get, a, um, I think that I need a lot of attention probably because my dad did leave when we were such a young age. And like I said, my mom was always working and she had two girls at the time and kids can be a handful. I'm a babysitter and a nanny. So when it comes to kids, like they can be a handful, especially when you're an adult and you're trying to work on your life and you know, accelerate in what you do. And just everyone wants their own time. Like time is precious. So that's kind of where like I think I started adapting like that need of attention um, was when my dad left. And so I turned really rebellious. And being really rebellious, I kind of noticed at a young age that I was getting all the attention I needed. And like I said, it could be negative or positive. I didn't care as long as somebody was giving me attention. So my, I can remember like my mom always, always yelling at me. Like I was, the school was calling my mom at least twice a day. Like anything that was going on in my life, my parents had no choice but to look at it. 
because that's the kind of um, attitude and feedback I had towards the situation. And so, I, so I, I think that a lot of that just was, um, I think that a lot of that is where I, I kind of now understand that it was a form of anxiety. So I get anxiety where if I'm not getting attention from anybody, I kind of like, I kind of like spiral and then I start seeking attention in a negative or positive way. So like if, I, if I'm just by myself and nothing's going on and I'm just probably reading or on social media or playing video games or even exercising, doing anything, like I have to have attention and I realize that I will do certain things to cause attention and it's not always a good thing because now that I'm working on myself and trying to focus and work on my anxiety and my depression, I realized that all <laughs> the only attention I really need is to give myself. Um, and there's a lot of things that I could be doing to help accomplish, you know, these goals. But like when I was younger, it really wasn't like a like a recognizable thing for me so like as I got older I think I always knew I guess like I always knew that I was depressed in a way because I was always trying to seek valid outside validation and just seek like attention from anywhere in the universe that I can get it so I so I'm like so that's when like my depression really started kicking in was when I was in high school. And it's crazy to even think that you guys because I was like my senior class treasurer. I was a cheerleader. I was a, a base, like a basketball player. Like I had a great group of friends. Like I accomplished a lot of things that a lot of people don't really get into in high school because you know, you're shy, you're, it's a young age. Um, but I was very involved when it came to my school and just very involved when it came to anything, to be honest. Like I was this bundle like of joy, this person that loved talking this to people. I was like this person that loved to be funny, like the class clown. That was just always me. But I realized, I, what I didn't realize is that it was coming from, I realized that it was coming from a really, really shallow place in my life. It was coming from a really depressed place because I don't think anybody should really need to go out and seek validation from others or even just, you know, try to get or seek attention even if it's good or positive. I feel like at the end of the day, you should love yourself and, you know, that's what it is. Like, you should be all that you need. But for me, like, the, my life was a little bit different. So, that's kind of where I noticed that I had depression. 
And following depression, I was a very hyperactive child. I had ADD. And so that actually caused a lot of issues too with me getting in trouble or me always disrupting my classes and things like that. And so with all of with all that pressure that I was going under with having ADD and then depression, like I started to form anxiety. Now guys, anxiety can be in like various different ways. Like a lot of people think when you have anxiety, like you're just about to have like this anxiety attack and that's just what it is. But honestly, it wasn't an anxiety attack for me or anything like that. It was more like I had to be put on like pills to kind of calm me down so I wouldn't so I wouldn't just so I wouldn't disrupt my classes and then um like my anxiety would kind of be like I, I I was too insecure with myself that I I like searched for people's validation so like and like if someone said that they didn't like me like it was the end of the world for me like I just couldn't deal with it like it was just like I don't know it was just too much and so that was like kind of when I kind of noticed that it was anxiety now um after that after I kind of noticed that I had anxiety I started to suppress a lot of my problems at a, like like at 6 like from 17 is when I really hit hard so like 17 and up like I I started like I failed I failed a lot of classes like my sophomore year so my um junior and senior year like I had to move school move schools go to a whole nother school and I had to do online classes to make sure that I was capable of graduating on time with my class. And it was a lot of pressure on me because I had all these things boiling up inside that no one really noticed. Because like I were kids, you know? Like that's not that's like the last thing that you want to think about your kid. Oh my kid has ADD. Like well like I don't think my like to like being from like um an older sister point of view because I don't have any kids, but, like, being from an older sister's point of view, like, raising my sisters and, like, just knowing, like, how kids act and, like, things like that, like, you don't really want to hear that a kid has ADD because you're just like, no, dude, like, they're hyper as hell. Like, they don't have ADD. Like, they're young. They're curious. They're hyper. They just want to live life. Like, they want to learn. They're trying. They're a sponge. And so... To me, like a kid is like a sponge, like a, vis- a visualization is like, imagine if you grab SpongeBob and you squeeze SpongeBob like really fast, like all the water is gonna like come out quick as hell. So like, that's kind of like what kids are like as a representation to me, like they're just so ecstatic about life because they have all this natural endorphin, like endorphins in their head and their brains are like, perfectly developed they're healthy they're like organic little souls so it's it sucks when like 
to even think that your kid can have something like ADD or anything like that. You're just like, no, like they kind of like they're smart as hell. They know that their kids like kids are self-aware that they're kids. They want to play. They want to do stuff. So that's kind of like like how I see it on my side. So like knowing that I had ADD wasn't the best and then just like a lot of things like ADD following with depression and then anxiety formed into addiction. So I started being addictive to skipping my classes. Like I said, addiction comes in many forms. I was skipping classes, um, hanging out with the wrong people, starting to smoke. Um, And then I started drinking, like lying to my parents, saying that I was gonna go to a friend's house, really I was getting drunk, like really small errors like that. When really I needed like a lot of attention and extra help. So that's kind of when I really noticed like, okay, like my life is just what it is. And at such a young age, like it hurts to know like that that's what your life is. And so you kind of get like even more depressed and it's like, oh man, like, like this is what my life's always going to be like. Like you kind of feel lonely because you don't really have like your parents there to kind of like, you're kind of lonely because you don't really have like your parents there. Sorry if I'm repeating yourself. Your parents there to really like pay attention, especially when they're busy working, trying to form this life for you and get you ready for the real world. And then if you have a parent, if your parents have, if you're like not an only child, it's a lot more difficult to notice like basic signs. So I started suffering from a lot of depression and loneliness and I started filling those voids with a lot of toxic things. Now that I'm an adult, I still suffer from depression and anxiety. It's just now that I'm more consciously aware of myself and how I was raised and how certain tendencies in my life led me to think a certain way or act a certain way, I am a lot better at, you know, noticing my own signs and trying to heal myself for the time being. So I just kind of wanted to share my little backstory um with you first but like my anxiety now the way it forms out since I'm an adult is kind of like I get really erratic so if I guess I've always been kind of erratic but now when I'm an adult it's kind of like it's not as severe as it was when I was like a teenager like oh she's just a teenager going through puberty and she's a girl like no like That was, those are erratic signs, and I don't think that any parent should just say that, like she's a teen. I think that you guys should take the time and actually try to work on your kid. But um, it's more like, I just don't wanna do anything. It's like, don't talk to me. And then I start taking things the wrong way. Like I don't always take things as a good way. I take things like, oh, that person's being negative towards me. Like someone can tell me something that I didn't know before. And I'm instantly like, oh, why, like, why are you attacking me? Like, I really like to play the victim when I start getting depressed. And that's just a form of addiction because as soon as I play the victim, 
I'm really cycling myself back into my attention seeking habits. And so I really have to be mindful about things like that. And then also when I get anxiety, I act, I still act erratic. Like I get anxiety attacks guys going to the grocery store or literally just walking down the street or being around my roommates. And sometimes I don't always act, I don't always act out in the best ways. Like I still act erratic, they're just in different ways. So I'll start getting really upset, like everything will start bothering me. Like I start getting like severe OCD when I get anxiety. Like if, like if the dishes aren't clean, like I start going crazy. Are you laughing? Sorry, I'm babysitting guys while I'm making my podcast. We're on a walk. But I start getting like so like OCD. Like I have to start cleaning. I start like rearranging the fridge. I get really upset when I have anxiety. If someone doesn't, like if someone moves something of mine in the fridge or, or like just if someone takes my clothes out of the dryer or just anything like Sometimes if I'm having anxiety from like social media, because social media gives a lot of people anxiety, I'll like, I'm watching kids sometimes and I kind of get frustrated like, oh my God, they didn't take their nap long enough or I'm just tired. And like, it's, I wanted to share all of this with you guys because I want you guys to understand that it's really not a good thing that I talk down to myself the way I do. It's not a good thing that I let myself get erratic. It's not a good thing that I even let myself spiral or get anxiety from social media because (laughs) you gotta remember, social media is literally, um, to me, I feel like social media is a theater show. Like everybody's acting. Some people are just better at acting than others. So you have to be mindful of that. And then it's not good to get depressed because when you're depressed, like you get this fog in your brain and once your brain starts fogging up you start spiraling and it gets really hard for your brain to focus and it gets really hard for your brain to be in that creative state and create ideas and everyone thinks differently so like for me i like to think with like the right hemisphere of my brain a lot so when So when I say the right hemisphere of my brain, I'm saying like, that's the part of your brain where um, you you make connections with everything. So I I can literally be watching TV and thinking that the TV is like talking to me in a negative way or sometimes positive way. However, I'm feeling if I'm having an episode, if I'm having anxiety or anything like that. and so like it's imp- and so like I said like I have to have attention and and validation. So like whatever's stirring up in my head, the right hemisphere of my brain will start making connections to what I'm doing, what I'm watching, like who I'm with. And then as soon as it starts making connections, I will get validation from the, from whatever I'm seeing. And it's so unhealthy because Like I said, it's not always positive. A lot of times it's negative, especially when I'm having an episode. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So you guys kind of get a gist of like how my brain works and like what side of my brain that I operate more from. 
when I'm in these like state of minds because I think that's important because when I'm super positive or I'm at the library like that's my favorite thing to do I love going to the library like if I'm not at the library guys I don't like I don't know like the library is just like my my peaceful happy place like I when I have a house like I'm building myself a library I just love being at the library it's fun like it's to me the library is peaceful like it's a place where I can it's a place where I adapt to very well like it's like I'm like a kid in a candy store when it comes to the library and let me tell you I haven't always been a big person about reading like when I was younger and I was in high school and I was like going through my signs of depression and anxiety I literally did not read like my mom tried to push it on me because my mom's always been reading since I can remember like my mom reads 24 7 a day and I'm talking about thick novels no pictures like she's just on it like reading and reading and reading and I hated it I'm just like oh my god this is so boring and I think a lot of that had to just do with my um a lot of that just had to do with my ADD but now that like now that I control that like reading is so important to me so like I love going to the library um so when I'm in that like back to the main point here when I'm in that state of mind where I'm doing something that I love to do like reading I actually or like just being in a in an environment that I love being in like a library or a park or like my grandma's house or my grandpa's house like somewhere where I just feel safe safe and comfortable because I think that a lot of people I just want to point this out real fast I'm, I know I'm getting off a topic but I just want to point this out I think that a lot of people that suffer from depression and anxiety think that it's abnormal to want to feel safe and secure at a place because you don't really feel that safeness and that secureness within yourself. So when you are somewhere where you feel safe and secure, you kind of feel like abnormal, like, you know, like you can't, like you can't really notice, you don't really notice, but like I've always known like certain things, certain people, like certain places and certain signs that kind of make me feel like I'm safe and secure. And so, um, that's really important but when I'm in like those safe and secure places or I'm in that state of mind where I'm being positive I'm working on myself I'm helping myself grow like if it's exercising if it's running it's if it's walking if it's listening to a podcast on Spotify learning um if I'm in any of those states guys I think I use the left hemisphere of my brain and that's my creative side that's my um like my go-getter side I like to say go-getter that's my go-getter side that's my um like self-awareness side I'm more focused and so like I just wanted to share all of that with you I know it's a lot because I talk a lot and like my brain like goes back and forth back and forth all the time in like circles but when I'm like in that state of mind, like I, I start to become an innovator and a creator. Like 
I start creating things that I never knew I could create. I, re I start adapting like talents that I never really knew I had because I really didn't give myself the time or allow myself to explore certain parts of my brain and actually focus on them. So I like to write, I'm a, I'm a writer. So I write and all, like, it's crazy if like how close like you can't how close like the right and the left hemisphere of your brain is like from one step in your actions how close they are away from like determining like what the next step's going to be like you can literally guys i'm telling you you could predict your own future and you could change and live your life the way you want it all has to do with perception and trust me, I'm not like, I am not like organically grade A, like perfect person when it comes to perception. Like I have my days, there's days where I can wake up and just be like, I'm gonna kill it today and I'm killing it. I'm having a great day. Like everything's going good. I'm losing, I'm using the left hemisphere, the left hemisphere of my brain. Um, I'm focused, I'm creative. I'm innovative but then there's days where like I just wake up and I'm just not feeling it and I just wanted to kind of share these with you because I think it's important that when you guys are having those days like everybody has those days that you guys treat yourself right because that's one part of me that I do forget I forget to treat myself right I forget to tell myself it's okay you're like you're a human being you're like this is normal you're like everybody else everybody else's brain is literally the same it all depends on how you water your own brain like your brain is your garden how you water it is going to determine how good your flowers are compared to the next person's flowers but like literally talk good to yourself you guys like be positive like when you get that negative thought, your brain has a delay from when you think the thought to when it actually settles in and you actually put out the thought. So when you think that thought, tell yourself that's a lie. That's like my biggest thing right now is I tell myself lies, lies, lies. <laughs> and it <laughs> kind of makes me sound crazy. So my boyfriend, <laughs> He probably thinks I'm crazy because we'll hang out and I'll be like, lies, lies, lies. And he's like, what are you saying? But literally, I'm trying to stop that thought from manifesting into like my life, into the, like, the next step of my future. So if you have to tell yourself lies, sometimes I say it out, out loud, like really fast in like five beat increments, like lies, 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 like, Whatever you have to do, guys, I really highly encourage it because you guys deserve it. I deserve to be happy and not suffer from anxiety. And I really wanted to push this because the more and more I'm on like social media, like it's important that we deal with our shit and our problems personally, you guys, because what we don't deal with within ourselves we put out on the internet and that's getting put into like the in social media and the internet is like 
iCloud for the whole entire world, the whole entire universe. Everything that we do has a wave and ripple that we send back to the internet. Every thought that we think has a wave and ripple that we send, I mean, not the um, internet, the universe. Every thought is a ripple and wave that we send out to the universe. So whatever you're going on, whether it's like relationship problems or self problems, like you guys need to really deal with it personally because you're now putting that stuff out into the universe and that's the eye, that's the cloud of everybody that you're around. That's the cloud for everybody. One bound, one sound, the big cloud for everybody. So if you're not working on yourself, then you're putting that out and then you're also creating a wave and a ripple effect into the universe. And that's not good, you guys. It's really not. Like, like what are we doing to each other, you know? Well, not only what are we doing to each other, what are we doing to ourselves, more importantly? We can't heal anybody unless we heal ourselves. You can't, like... And that, like, that's exactly what I do with my podcast. Like, I don't come on my podcast to be like, oh, this is what you guys need to do because I'm just a badass at having great days. Like, I don't have no bad days. Like, I'm always positive. No, you guys. Like, I, on a consistently basis, have to work my ass off on being positive. I have to work so hard. I have to work so hard because I have to provide for myself and I have to get to I have to get myself to places where I want to be and it's hard. But I'm not gonna take it out on anybody and be like, bitch ho, like get your shit together. None of that. I'm gonna try and be positive as much as I can for me. And then I get on my podcast to help me like it's a it's a healthy way for me to get things off my chest and kind to and kind of like Get you guys to interact with me because help is also important and I really wanted to point that out too so if you guys are going through um, you know these stages in life where you kind of want help and things like that like I think that you guys start your own podcast like you'll really learn about yourselves um, people will start interacting with you so I say go for it. Like, don't let the world determine or your mood determine your future because you guys literally can be anything. I literally give you easy steps on how you can be anything you want to be. And so that a few questions that I want to just throw out there to you guys, like, what are some healthy ways that you guys um, deal with your depression and anxiety? Like I, like I said... I like to get on my podcast and talk about it because I'm a very closed off person. I've always been. And so it's hard for me to just go out and talk to people. So it's a lot easier for me to talk to no one through a phone. But what are some of the ways that some of the ways that you guys deal with um, these human nature things? Um, also, I really like I said, I like to go to the library. I like to read. Reading is really good because you get a lot of information. Um, yeah, like, what are some ways? Um, I really want to hear your positive um, ways from dealing with depression and anxiety. Um, I really don't, I haven't really been on any pills besides when I was younger for my ADD. And I really haven't, like, 
gone to the doctor to do testing or anything because I like to do things holistically. I've always been like that. So yeah, that's one question I want to know. And if you guys do like support groups or like um, anything like that, like uh, support groups or like adventurous things, like what what are those things? Um, let me know. Other than that, guys, me and Nitty just got back from our long walk. So I'm going to cut the podcast off. I really want to hear back from you guys. Like I said, you can you can um, add a comment on this podcast if you're listening from Anchor. Uh, if you're listening from my Facebook, I'm pretty sure you could do it because it takes you to the app. Or Instagram, it takes you to the app. But thanks for listening, you guys. Till next time.